Romans chapter 15 and verse 1. We'll read one passage and then I'll let you all be seated. The scripture alone, there are things that are happening in our, in our congregation in this assembly that, that, that this word commands us. There are things that are shifting. There are things that are happening. And I want to, I believe the Lord wants to help us realize some things around. But just one moment, real, real quickly, why don't you look around? Why don't you look around and look at, look at those in this, in this assembly here this morning, this afternoon. There are no enemies in here. There are no enemies in this place. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Amen. Y'all may be seated. This morning I was teaching on a living branch uh, as my subject, talking about the importance of our community. Talking about the importance of our community. Look around you. We, we just did it a moment here. This is, this is a community. And it can be your community if that's what you want. But you need a community regardless. A living branch. Not just a community, not just a club, a living branch. There is life. It's not easy uh, learning how to live in that family because of all the hurt that comes along with, with family. How many of you know that sometimes family can hurt? But you know what's beautiful about family is you never write them off unless they have just sabotaged everything in your life. But there's still a place if they would just take ownership of all the problems that they've caused you that you'd welcome them back, wouldn't you? Because they're family. And I believe, you know, coming from my, my perspective in my life, I, I, I've, done, I've done everything wrong in my past. All the wrong moves, all the wrong things, and yet there was still a community that welcomed me with open arms. Why? Because it's not our community, it's His community. We are His church, His body, His community. We are sometimes affected by immature Christians. And, and because of that, it could cause us to lose our way it can cause people to walk away from the faith because of being hurt. But it occurred to me here just, just in the last few days that, that we are all at different levels. We are all at different stages in our walk with the Lord. And because of that, some are mature and some are not mature. And so sometimes an immature person will say the wrong things. And although their motives and their intentions are correct and, uh, and are on the right path, they say the wrong things and they cause more damage than they cause good. 
But that's where we ought to have grace and mercy for them. Because they might not know that they're in error. But here we have it right here. They that are strong to bear the infirmities of the weak. Yeah, we've got some weak and immature Christians. But we need some strong Christians. We need some strong brothers and sisters to go to the individual and say, I know that your intentions are okay. But can I tell you, the way that you're doing it is wrong. And we got to do it out of love. And we have to do it out of compassion. But we must respond. We must respond to the weakness. We must respond to the infirmities. Let every one of us, verse 2, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. What is the obligation of the strong? When they see weakness, they don't watch them crumble. They step in to do what they, what they can to help the weak one Become strong. My job, your job, is not to condemn, is not to push, but to help and to promote an atmosphere for strength in the weak. There is strength in the community. But only if the strong utilize their strength. So my, my question today is where, where do you fall in this, in this category? Where do you fall in, this, in, in the scriptures that we have read? Are you the strong or are you the weak? Because there, we, we are all at different places, remember? Some of us are strong in our faith. We're strong in the doctrine and we've weathered some storms and some people don't even know what a real storm looks like. So where are you on the scale? Where are you on the path that you're in? If you are weak, I want you to know there is strength in the community. There are people who are strong. You just need to be patient and allow the strong ones to come to you, to lift you up and to give you uh, strength to increase in your journey. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. And now the God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. We, we, we need to treat each, each, each other as Jesus would. One to another. Have you noticed that everything that Paul writes about concerning the church, he, he addresses some sin, but he also talks about behavior most of the time. You've got to love each other. You've got to support one another. You're in this together. There are no enemies in here. There are no enemies in the house of God. There's no enemies in the community. Get that out of your mind. We're here to support. We're here to lift up. 
Don't let immature Christians drive you out because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna help them. We're going to help them walk towards maturity. We're all on that journey. We're not going to condemn anyone. We're not going to cast anyone out. We're going to help everyone that needs help. There's times I'm not strong and I need the strength of my brother. I need the strength of my sister. I need the strength of your prayers. Uh, And we all walk in here sometimes ready to just throw it all away. Ready to give up. But something happens when we come into the church because of the community that we're a part of. Oh, if the enemy can keep you frustrated and disgusted at your house to the point where... I'm not going today. I'm not going today. There is no strength at home away from the away from the community. There is no healing at home away from the community. You know what happens most of the time is an onslaught of troubling thoughts and emotions and the anger of, oh, they don't really care about me. They haven't called me. They haven't reached out to me. Don't stay home. Don't stay away from the fold. Don't stay away from the community where there is help. Verse 6, that you may be with one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Paul spent time teaching the church how they were to function within the community. It's still a problem. Can I tell you, they didn't correct it in the first century. There are still issues. You know why there are still issues? Because there is still flesh involved. We need to preach about the new birth. I want to see people's eyes open for the first time when the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ shines on them. But what happens after that is more important Is there anything more important than the new birth? Now let me me challenge you a little bit. Let me help you a little bit. Because there is something as equal. It's of equal importance to have the community. Community is equally important as a new birth because you won't make it without the community. You won't make it by yourself. I know there are people that are convinced that they can. There are people that, I don't need them. Well, there's a problem right there in that statement alone. Hurt. I don't need them. Why? Because there's hurt. They're just going to hurt me again. The offenses will come. We cannot stop them from coming, but we can stop how we respond to the offenses. We can let them drive us out and and lead us to a place where we don't want to go. Or we can ignore the offenses 
and find strength in the strong ones within the community and our relationship with God until we get a few storms under our belt. The storms will come, but you, you, you stay beside those that have weathered some storms. You stay beside those that have endured some trouble and some suffering, and you will get there. It's, the, it's not just belonging to a, a community. You've got to be in the right community because you can find the wrong community within the church. You can find the wrong community within the church. If you, if you join yourself to, 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 to people that, that are not committed, that are bitter, you can find them. You can find them. You can find bitterness. But what you need is somebody that's been through a few things and knows what it's like on the other side. And can speak into your life and tell you to hold on. I've been where you are. Let me help you. Let me give you some words. Let me, let me be there for you to support you, to lift you up. That's why it's not about numbers. It's not about numbers. It isn't a race to have the biggest church or the most members. It's making sure we know how to bear the infirmities of the weak. It's making sure the community we are introducing the babies to are able to give them a superhero experience where the darkness is driven out. Remember how we talked about that? How the baby comes back to mama and dad and there is a peace because they, they recognize and they sense the love and the compassion. That is the community you belong in. You belong in a place where you come back and you come home and all fear is driven out. If you're at your house and you're bombarded by fear, get to the community. Get to your brothers and sisters. Get to the house of God. Get to the house of prayer. Why? Because fear will be driven out. And until you're able to be perfected in his love, you've got to have somebody who has been perfected. Surround yourself with somebody that knows the love of God enough to tell you to hold on, to hang on. You'll get through it. There will be people like me who in a search for community try everything that is available and still not find it. I looked all over the place. Different groups different states through disappointment and failed attempts to find it I thought I'm better off myself better off by myself my downward spiral and, 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 and my search to find meaning and happiness and community I didn't realize that my wife and I we were talking about this and we were unpacking things you know there's, there's, there's danger in unpacking things But, there's, but there's, there's, there's clarity when we unpack things. And do, do you know, I believe this. I believe that we can, we can spend our whole life looking for something. We, we don't know what we're looking for. And then it becomes clear when we find it. You know, there's an ignorant song out there. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I know none of, nobody knows what song I'm talking about. That was me 
But it's not me now because I found what I was looking for. What I was looking for was not just a relationship with Jesus. It's a relationship with the community where his spirit is the bond. My brother, my sister, I need you. You need me. When you're weak, I will help you. When I'm weak, you got to help me. Romans 14 and 7, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. I'm not better off alone. You aren't better off alone. It's not just being part of a community that brings fulfillment. Because I can join a club and still be empty. Still feel homeless let me help you today because this hit me so powerfully today the cure for homelessness is not a building you can put a homeless man in a building and he'll still be homeless the solution is not dropping somebody off somewhere the solution is adding them to the community. The reason why people are lost and homeless is because they don't have a community. They've made all the wrong choices. We know that. But why? Because they don't have a community. They don't have a place that they can come and grow and be a part of and feel connected. Isn't that Jesus was, was telling us in John 15? Is that no man, can, you can't do anything by yourself. You must be connected to the vine. A, a living branch. For me to find purpose and, and meaning in my life, I need to be connected to the meaning. I need to be connected to the source. And, and that's the vine. I'm a withered branch, a dry, a fruitless branch without Jesus. But more importantly... I am connected and fulfilled in the community of God's people. I appreciate having work-related interests and hobbies that make it easier to carry conversations, but his community is not bonded by our individual interests. Let that sink in for a moment. Uh, listen, we need individual interest. We need those topics. We need to have conversations of, about work and hobbies and sports and those kinds of things. But that is not why we're here. There is no common bond or no bond that will weather the storms without his spirit. My personal interest with you won't strengthen you. It's needed. We need to have conversation and enjoy, laugh with each other and that kind of thing. But more importantly, we need to strengthen the bond that's at work through all of us. And that's the spirit. Oh, I, I listen. 
When you get together with somebody, can I, can I put it kind of generically? When you get together with somebody and, and you begin to talk about uh, the weather or, you know, uh, disagreements or discouragements that's happened uh, through your career or your school or something like that, do you feel satisfaction when you have those conversations? Or, or do you feel satisfaction when you begin to talk about the Lord and what he's been doing in your life? Can I tell you that when we when we can we can be sitting in a restaurant talking about the Lord and feel the Holy Ghost move all through us. That is the common bond we have with one another. That's what builds and fortifies a community is recognizing it goes beyond our individual You know, the, I mentioned it earlier, our, our, our conversations about, uh, about our, our hobbies and things like that sometimes segregate. Are you with me? Sometimes our hobbies and our interests segregate us from other people. But we just don't have anything in common. Oh, but you do. But you do. And that's where maturity comes in. Because if, if I don't have anything in common with, with, with my brother or my sister, but, but we have the same spirit at work in our life. What's connected in all of us is more important than what's not. You get what I'm saying? I'm not a mechanic. I get frustrated about... So I can't sit there and talk about it. I'm not a hunter. I can't sit and talk, talk about killing deer or, or, or those kind of things. You know, uh, so you can have those conversations if, if you find yourself in that category. But, but what I'm saying is, is, is we can also cause somebody to be disconnected because of that. And I think it's even more so in children and youth. Well, they don't, they don't, they don't look like me. They don't talk like me. It's, you know. Where's the bond at in our life? In our interest groups, it's easier for us to avoid the deeper issues in our life. And if I always gravitate towards people who I can only talk politics, sports, hobbies, and careers, my bond to the community is not that strong. That bond is fortified by conversations where two or more people come together and focus on what bonds us all together. I want to read something to you in the English Standard Version in Ephesians 4, verses 2 and 3. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Unity of the Spirit will produce a bond of peace. And that bond is, is like the binding of this book right here. Where all the pages fit together in this. 
All of the pages are connected. They're bound together and held together, fixed. And when a new page is added, a new story is added. The goal is make room for their page to be grafted in. In Romans 11, Paul uses the word grafted or, 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 graft, or grafted to present to us an analogy between a tree in the natural and the body spiritually. To graft is to cut into something that is living, to surgically implant a shoot or a twig. He doesn't graft in mature people. He takes those delicate twigs, shoots and cuts and inserts them into a root system that is alive. The Jewish Talmud speaks of Ruth the Moabitess as a godly shoot and grafted into Israel. We are all grafted in and it wasn't because we met people who shared the same interest or spent time talking about the weather. We, we are here today because we found community. But more importantly, we found His community. Yes. And so this is what I'm doing. I'm closing here. If you'll bear with me, if I can get everyone's participation here today, will you do it? I'm, it might be silly at first. It might be silly, but I, I, I want, I, I, need, I need your help. I need your help in this demonstration here. Brother Kay, will you come? He gave me the end of, end of it, but he didn't give me how it was going to work out, so I need to figure that out. <clears throat> okay, I, I, I'm going to need you to row by row bring people in. And so before that happens, I want my family to come right here. My children, Annabelle, Ellery. Is Annabelle awake? Okay, Annabelle, come here. So, so, okay, I need you up here, actually. Come here, okay? No, listen, I need you to cooperate with me, okay? Hold my hand and hold Sissy's hand. Hold Sissy's hand, okay? That's okay, you can close your eyes and face us, okay? Okay, this, this is a community right here. This is a community. But it's, it's, it's not complete by itself. I love my family, I love my children, I love my wife, I love our community. But our community is going to grow. Brother, row by row. Okay, now Paige, Elizabeth, I want you to come over here and I want you to, I want you to grab her hand, grab my hand, okay? Okay, it's a little bit more, okay? Now, it's going to get challenging because this circle's kind of small. And this area is kind of small. So we're going to have to adapt. Yeah. Isn't that what we do? Yes. As the church grows, we adapt. Yeah. We grow with it. And so here's some more. Their pages are being added. They're being added to the story here. The, the community is getting bigger. It's still linked together. It's still stronger. We've got more. Now, we're, we're getting to a place where it's starting to get a little 
a little squishy, as my daughter Annabelle and Ellery will say. It's squishy in here. So, so what we must do is we must expand. We must expand our vision. As as the circle gets bigger, our vision must grow with it. Notice how there's still a connection. Now, I was, I was wondering how this was going to happen if we were going to be able to circle the whole, the whole area here today, but we might, have to, we might have to make some adjustments here. Yeah, so we have to adapt. We have to, we have to expand the area. And so what we must do is... is uh, Go on the other side of, of the rows there and go around the chairs. We, we make adjustments to keep connected. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a breach. We've got to stay connected. See how easily it can, be, it can become disconnected if, we're not, if, we're, if our vision is still not adapting to what God wants to do. And so now we must continue as new, new people come in we have to continue the connection. So, Brother Plowman, would you come through the chairs there and bring, and bring your row with you? And I want you to connect here uh, to Sister Elvira here because we lost, it. we lost our connection here. Yeah, and we need, to, we need to expand this way. Okay? Now, now brother, we need to add them, add them all in. So here's, here's the goal. Here's the goal. Now, listen, now you don't have to wait for the pastor to tell you where to go. You go make the connection for yourself. You go find that person that's not connected and you connect them to the rest of the body. Get creative. Find one end and find the other end and make it happen. This is... This is community. Although it's silly, this is really what it's like in the spirit. Cut through the row right there. Cut through the row. Y'all connect in the row. Yeah. Listen, if we can't find the gaps in the natural, how can we find the gaps in the spirit? Yes. Yes. There we go. Yes. There it is. Get the thornberries in there, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Get them in there. Get them in there. Yeah, that's it. Come on. Now, Brother Kay, you can represent something out there. I want I want him to represent trouble. Uh oh. I want him to represent fear. I want him to represent anxiety and depression and hurt and anger and malice and all those things that keep people out of the community. Do you see what happens when we're connected and we're bonded here? We have, we have a connection. We all have different interests. We all have different perspectives. But we have a common bond, and that's the Spirit of God. He has connected us. And look what can't happen. The enemy can't.
cannot get through. No matter how he tries, he goes around and he looks for the hedges, right? And our children are connected. He can't even get by with our children connected as the bridge. Come on, each one of us are important. And as the kingdom grows and as we grow, we have to grow together. And we have to stay connected so the enemy cannot infiltrate the kingdom of God and what God desires to do within the community. There is strength within the community. There is healing within the community. There is a defense system within the community. So we must stay connected to one another. Come on, let's clap our hands together. Thank you for, thank you for participating in this. Exactly. That's it, sister. You made there. Living branch. Living branch. Listen, we, we are in this together. We are in this together. And we need one another. And so what we must do is, is somehow keep this connection going. You know how we keep the connection going? Accountability. Accountability. I want you to take notice of everyone that was connected in this circle. And I want you to keep, I want you to keep track of them. You see what I'm saying? I want you to keep track of them. I don't want you to make a list of everything that they've done when they're not here for whatever reason. Hey, just thinking about you. We missed you today. Wonder where you are. Is everything okay? Those are the kinds of things that we ought to be sensitive to. We ought to feel the holes and the connection when they're not here. I know in times past we have placed us on leadership. Well, the pastor's supposed to do all that. The pastor's wife's supposed to do all that. No, the pastor and the pastor's wife is not the community. We're just part of the community. We will do what we can but the reason that God places people on our hearts is because He expects us to do the connecting as well. Just like in our demonstration, we could have just let me give everyone direction. Or you can find the end and connect on your own. You don't need, you don't need, a, you don't need direction or instruction to connect somebody. What you need is to, 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 to know that, that God desires to add their story to the binding of His book. That it would be fixed in there. That He would be, that they would be grafted into the, into the branch. We had a good time with this demonstration. But what, what I want to do is I, I want to, I want us to pray. Before we close this service, I want us to pray and ask God to help us be sensitive 
to the needs of our brother and sister. And look for ways with intention to connect them. And as the church grows, when we begin to grow and we, we start making plans to build this other church, we'll do the same thing in there. As we grow, the circle gets bigger. We must keep the circle connected to keep the enemy out. So why don't we stand? And, and as a congregation, as an assembly together, I want you to, in your own words, to ask God to help you grow in your relationship with Him where you can be the strong one when the weak ones come in and they need help and they need support. Because there will be weak ones. And if you are a weak one, why don't you find somebody that you know is strong and has been through some things and learn and grow and ask them, how did you do it? How did you make it? I need your help. Will you pray for me? Will you allow me? It's going to take transparency. It's going to take being real. It's going to take dealing with the deep issues that that you, you never seem to deal with. For the community to bring healing, you have to be transparent. So why don't you ask the Lord to help you for the next few moments here. Just reach for Him. God, Lift our hands and surrender to you, God. Asking for you to help us to be sensitive to those around us, God. And for those that are weak, that they would find support in this place, in this assembly, God. You have called us, God, to walk with you and to be a part of your community. Your community that brings that brings healing with it and fulfillment and satisfaction. It brings it brings connection and purpose, God. And we want to we want to be a part of that, the ever-growing kingdom. God, that somebody would find their way, they would find their purpose. And if you can use me, Lord, if you can use me, God, to be to be that individual, to be that staple, to be that pillar, God. Oh, that somebody that is weak can lean against. Lord, help us to be sensitive and, and to operate in the Spirit, God. Oh, that we would be who you've called us to be. You've called us to purpose. Lord, and this is the purpose. Oh, is to add. You want to add to the kingdom. Lord, we want a strong community. We want freedom and liberty and power. Help us. Help us. I need you to survive.